Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey there, Freedom Sisters and listeners. I am thrilled that you joined me today because you are in for a real treat. As you may or may not know, the Freedom Challenge has an aim to support ministries that prevent, develop, rescue, and restore exploited and vulnerable women and children. And last, a couple of weeks ago, we heard from Farron. Malusa from Zambia, if you haven't listened, please do. Do yourself a favor. She leads the Tabitha Ministry in Zambia, and it's a prevention and development project for girls and women. And she got to share her story of impact and how she became involved in that ministry. But for this episode, we have invited Dina Petro from the House of Demarius in Greece. And Dina began this ministry in 2016, and I was actually able to be there with a small group of women in 2019. And I have to tell you, ladies, sitting with her and her team and just hearing the stories and the amazing, you know, just deep philosophy and strategy of rescue and restoration for women and children, it is breathtaking. And again, I'm just thrilled that she said yes to joining me here today. So all the way from Athens, Greece, I just welcome you, Dina. And before we hear about the House of Demarius, and I'm, I I just can't, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I can't wait for people to hear about this vibrant organization ministry that you've founded But would you just share, start with sharing a little bit about your family, you know, where you live and what maybe are your passions and what this season has looked like for you. So welcome, Dina. Thank you very much for your invitation. I'm Dina Petru, married to Argiris Petru. My husband is a professor at the only Bible college in Greece. We have three sons and two daughters-in-law. Our oldest son works with Roma kids and the middle son works as a pastor with the second generation of Albanian. Our third son studies music at the islands of Corfu. I live in Athens, the capital of Greece, and this season I'm passionate about creating a second safe house as the Greek authorities, due to the pandemic, are shutting down the accommodation facilities for vulnerable people, throwing them out onto the streets. I have many phone calls from different organizations for pregnant refugee trafficked girls who don't have a place and live at the streets. Among these people there is the the demographic I am committed to serve. I have a heart for women and their children who have been or 
are at high risk of sexual exploitation or trafficking. Oh, Dina, I I want to say to you that you have a beautiful family. I remember sitting in your office there um, and seeing pictures of your family and thinking, this is a proud mama, and she has a lot to be proud about. And you live in a beautiful place in the world, but it is um, really um, trafficking is is a huge issue in Greece. Um, and I, I appreciate and affirm, I can imagine and I see the passion um, that your heart is connected to in your community. And I just bless that and want to hear more about how it actually came to be. How did, what is the story of how you were led to start the House of Demarius? And just, you know, give us a, a front row seat to that, to that story. Mm-hmm. My story starts 15 years ago when my husband was a pastor and he invited a lady to the church to talk about her ministry. She was doing outreach to the brothels downtown Athens. The prostitution in, in Greece is legal and the brothels are public places. So the lady asked for Greek volunteers passing a paper and of course I filled out my name. After a few weeks, I started being a volunteer in this ministry. It was something I have nev- never dreamed or imagine in my life. Young girls, 18 years old, from Southern Europe, working in very difficult situation. I served in this ministry for many years as a volunteer. Every Wednesday morning when the boys were in the school, I was there from 10 to 2. Personally, I helped three girls to escape prostitution from different countries. I was bringing them to my home, even though this was not allowed by my ministry, because of mafia, of course. I was teaching them how to clean, how to cook. We were reading the Bible together and we were praying. But after a few months, these girls stopped coming. One of them returned to prostitution. The second one disappeared, and still now I don't know where she is. And the third went to Europe. After that, I realized that a safe house is needed in Greece. So I started praying for a safe house. I was praying for seven years. And during all these years, God taught me how to trust him and wait for his answer at the right time. I wanted to be sure that this vision of mine came from God and not from me. So I I evaluated and visited models of this type of programs across North America. But in 2015, I adapted a program of Servants Anonymous Foundation in Canada because of its depth, length, and results in the lives of the beneficiaries. So we came with uh, my team in Canada for one month and we were trained there. Uh, Coming back in March 2016, Community House Damaris was established as a non-profit organization in Athens, Greece. My vision became a reality and a suitable house was found. Uh, The house belongs to a pastor 
which was fully renovated and equipped in order to host the residentials and day program participants as well as the organization offices because it's a day program, it's a safe house. Since opening, Community House Damaris has blossomed. As new beneficiaries joined the program, more space was needed. We had to divide the living room in order to save some space and uh, contrast two more bedrooms. Now we are able to accommodate five girls together with their children. Also, a lady stays at the house 24 hours, hours as caregiver. In January 2020, the offices and the day program were transferred to a new renovated building. God provides money and we uh, have a, a new office. We just celebrated five years uh, last month from our first opening in our house. Till now, 20 girls and 11 children have been through our program. Also, we are buying a two-bedroom apartment downtown Athens for the girls who graduate the program. Uh, there is still a great difficulty in reading a decent accommodation for our beneficiaries, especially as refugees or asylum seekers. By, but now they will have the opportunity to live in an autonomous and secure environment and take a step closer to full independence. Wow. I'm just taking a deep breath because just listening to you talk about the journey, Dina, from God calling you into an unexpected place from your church your willingness, even as a mom, while your boys are at school to go and serve, and then how he took that seed and continued to water it until you were able to see in your spirit what God was, you know, encouraging you to build. And then to hear the reality of your faith, stepping out, his faithfulness, and all the pieces in between it's it's staggering to see how much God has been faithful to you as you have connected to what his heart is. And I, um, when I came in 2019, that was just at the end of when you were going to be needing to move out of your offices. And I have to say that even that space was so beautiful, the attention to detail, the care, the um, honor that you were bringing and dignity, affirming the dignity in these women was so uh, just inspiring. And so to think that you made the move and, and you've, you've settled in and continued to expand is so encouraging. So thank you for sharing that little snippet with us. And um, maybe you might share a little bit more about, um, you know, what does the House of Damaris do on the daily? I know it's there's rescue and restoration, and, and many of your efforts are focused on the vulnerability of some of these res refugee women. Uh, can you give us um, a clearer picture of, you know, what that looks like and how this has begun to transform life and community? Mm-hmm. 
I will begin by stating uh, House Damaris' mission statement, which is empowering women and their children who have been sexually exploited and trafficked with the opportunity for recovery, restoration, and reintegration. For this reason, we provide a long-term residential program with trauma-informed care in a safe environment. We provide a long-term and holistic day program to guide survivors into full rehabilitation and reintegration into society by, by addressing their needs. And we train, network, and promote awareness in the community of these demographic-specific needs. The Damaris Safe Housing Program is a residential-style home in an undisclosed location housing five women and their babies. We believe that a comfortable, secure environment is needed for our survivors to undertake their recovery journey. We offer each resident a private bedroom and balcony with shared common spaces, including a kitchen, salon, and two bathrooms. There is also space for the babies to play and the women to relax on our roof garden. Plus, the house has a garden around it. It's in a very rich and safe area in Athens. Each girl is responsible for preparing her own meals as well as her child's. Our girls have the opportunity to have lunch together, to spend free time in the living room, and of course, to relax in their own bedroom. After new beneficiaries move into the safe house, they begin their recovery journey at the day program. In the day program classroom, recovery classes are held daily from 10 a.m. to 4 afternoon. The Learning Center offers classes that help our girls to develop their individual capabilities and equips them with skills for their lives. Some of them are anger management, self-esteem, budgeting, Greek lesson, cultural orientation, motherhood. Along with a day program, there is a child nursery in the same area. Therefore, mothers can be carefree to attend courses and vocational training. Once a week, our beneficiaries take part in the 12 step, Steps program, which is tailored recovery and spiritual program, which I personally lead that addresses the particular needs of our beneficiaries. I also lead a special time for optional biblical study for any beneficiary who wants to participate. Although we are a Christian organization, we don't force them Christianity to our girls. We serve them, we love them, we mentor them, we pray for them, and some girls they are interested to come with us in the church. And actually, these days of the Karadin, because um, the, the office is closed, we have moved 
everything at the house. So I go every Thursday. We start with the Bible study. Um, then we stop and uh, there's a lady, a Greek lady volunteer that uh, she helps them. She teaches them how to cook. We prepare a Greek uh, meal. Then we have the 12 steps and then we eat all together with the girls. And the girls, uh, they uh, love this day. And actually right now we have a full house with five young mothers, five children, and all of the, the girls now are Christians and they speak French. So phase one of the day program lasts from six months to one year depending on each individual's needs. Every six weeks, we take a break from our day program to hold a celebration day, honoring each progress step achieved. We also have a beginner job training and empowerment project through the Damaris Bracelet Project. Bracelets are available at our main office in Athens by special email request at Damaris sponsor events and on our forthcoming online store. After participants have complete phase one, we provide traditional tra transitional apartment style housing for women entering phase two. The transitional living program is designed to assist transitioning individuals and families from the protective environment of a shelter to an environment that will foster independence. Women in this stage of programming are meanwhile completing job training and internships. Hal Damaris also trains, networks, and promotes awareness in the community of these demographic specific needs as part of our mission. We collaborate with a considerable number of organizations in Greece from whom we accept referrals for our program, collaborating also with the United Nations, the Ministry of Migration Policy Asylum Service, the Municipality of Athens, and other non-profit organizations. We also try to reach refugee camps in Greece Lesbos Island, Corinth, so and as to come in personal contact with our strategic partners there, United Nations, I-58, Eurorelief, and to present our program to women who meet the criteria and are willing to begin their recovery journey. To develop our community, we need, among other things, to focus on giving information about our ministry, searching for the opportunities and widening our options. So I personally meet leaders of other organizations, ministries and churches, both from Greece and abroad, with the aim of presenting our ministry, getting to know them closely, sharing information and finding in partnership future opportunities for our ministries. I also grasp the opportunities 
given to, pre to, pre to present our work to the media, interviews for the press and other related publications, uh, and attend Raising Awareness festivals, the organization of which is being communicated to the public through the media. And actually in December, uh, a journalist came and um, from, um, uh, from a big uh, magazine in, uh, in Greece. I forgot the name. And uh, I think it was Vogue, wasn't it? Exactly. Was it Vogue, yes, Dina? Yes, 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 yes. And she, uh, she wrote for us in uh, Vogue of December. Wow, there's that you 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 have made some big distance and moves. And ladies, I know when you're hearing this, it's um extraordinary. You're trying to imagine what it is. And if I could um just say it is all that Dina is sharing, the way that God is opening doors for her. And also Dina, the bracelets. I love those bracelets. And um, I'd love to open that opportunity for any of our listeners to be able to get some of those. So um, this is really helpful. I mean, you're just drawing a picture that pulls us in and allows us to see the, the dimensionality and the richness to all of these different layers that have been weaved together to bring about full restoration for the lives of women and children. And you're certainly doing that well. I know along the way you've um, had faith and obstacles and you've run into um, things that would set you back. But what's common is that you keep moving forward on behalf of God's heart for the oppressed and the vulnerable. And just we respect that so much. I wonder if you could share a personal story. I'm, I'm sure that you have so many stories, but maybe um, a, a, a restoration story that means a lot to you that would highlight the real life of someone who has been touched by the ministry. Of course, each and every one of our beneficiaries have, has their own unique and powerful story. Here, I will briefly share the story of Fana, a single mother from Uganda. She came to Damaris' house in October two, 2019. Her story goes back some years ago when a friend connected her to a Turkish woman and said this woman would help her get a job. First, Anna talked to the woman over video calls. The woman promised lots of good things and made it look like a good opportunity. The madam helped Anna acquire her visa, paid for her plane ticket, and even picked her up in the airport when she arrived. She was allowed to contact her mom upon arrival to let her know she had arrived safely. Then her phone was taken away. She was taken to an apartment. When it was discovered the job was prostitution, she tried calling her friend back home, but her phone was not working. She was not allowed to contact her family. After a few months, she started getting sick and asked the madam to take her to the hospital. 
where they found out that she was pregnant. The madam made her continue working. One day, she had to go to the hospital where she managed to escape her situation. She then found a park far away from the hospital where she was sleeping at night when two men from Nigeria approached her and she asked for help. Later, she connected to a smuggler and managed to make it to the ocean along with a refugee group where they could get on a boat to hit for Greece. She arrived at Lesbos Island, opposite Turkey, and from the camp there was referred to Damaris' house with her baby. Anna has already graduated phase one of the day program, and currently she has been attending phase two. Let me share a quote of Marie, another beneficiary of ours who graduated our program a few years ago. Mm. I came to Damaris' house and joined the lessons and felt really helped by them, also through my new relationships. I felt I had a purpose and began to heal little by little. I'm thankful to God and Damaris House for helping me to heal. Now I have been hired by another organization and I work making bags. The way that you're setting the stage for these women to receive real help and to heal, you know, that's what I'm hearing is they, you're creating a space for them to heal and through, you know, that trauma informed lens that you're bringing and it's, it's awesome. And then thinking about this, this friend having a development skill that she's feeling good about and making these bags. So um, I know there's so many more, but thank you for sharing these stories. And it gives us a little peek into the long, it's really a long-term work. You know, this isn't a quick fix. There's a, there's a, a long-term commitment on both sides for for you and your team, but also for the woman to be committed to her own healing. And that is um, a partnership that you're making together. And of course, with, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit presiding over all of those things. So, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, you know, 2020. And um, I, I think I would love to have you share with us um, what is on your heart or your greatest need for the ministry as the world is recovering from this pandemic and you're in the dailiness of of what you do, what is the greatest need and what's on your heart? Again, the creation of a second safe house, which will be able to accommodate as many beneficiaries as possible is what's most on my heart right now. My staff is already trained and we are five years now and uh, each of them knows what to do so uh, vulnerable women with their children and be are being thrown on the streets as the greek authorities are shutting down the accommodation facility we have one more girl um, out of the house she, she doesn't live at the house she lives uh, at the community in a shelter uh, 
for the refugees and the government closing down, we are praying for her because they, in a few weeks, they are going to, to close this place that she lives. So building a second shelter will double the organization capacity to remove women and children from exploitative situation in a safe recovery space. This means 100% increase to our housing capacity as it will double our current capacity for phase one housing. We can currently house five women and five babies, uh, young children. With the addition of the new safe house, we will house 10 women and 10 babies, young children. Uniquely, we hope that this shelter will be 100% owned by Damaris and in location much closer to the central offices where the day program is being held daily. Currently, we are also expanding the day program space by renting the adjustment apartment of the day program premises. This need has arisen mainly due to the pandemic space restrictions, but the space expansion will also enable us to serve more beneficiaries along with their children. Another prayer request is to start business for these girls who have finished the program. You know, these girls, because they don't know the language, they are refugees, and they ask asylum in Greece. The government gave them asylum, but it's very, very difficult to find a job. Our young people, they leave Greece to move to other countries to have a job. So it's very difficult, and we have seen this in five years. So we are praying uh, to start business. Please pray that God will provide so as these needs will be met, that he grants us wisdom for the next steps as well as strength through our daily service at the ministry. Thank you so much. Yeah, so well put. I I hear, you know, I'm thinking about you and your team, Dina, and the faith um, and um, trust that you all ha- have been walking in to be on the front lines of seeing the need and trusting God to expand your capacity to meet that. You've seen it in the past and now you're looking to the future, you know, having to sort through the great need that's in your lap while trusting God for the expansion that's needed to care properly for these women and children. I would be honored to pray for you. And do you mind if I pray even now? No. <laughs> I'm going to pray right now. So ladies, if you're our listeners, if you're, if you're um, tuning in, would you just agree in prayer right now for Dina and her team? Lord, I want to thank you and bless the work of your hands through this ministry. And there is great need. You know that. You know that. You know all the faces and the places and the spaces that you have access to and you partner with your people to meet those needs. And so we are asking along with Dina for a 100% expansion capacity for a second safe house. We are praying for the women that you already know are ready to be placed in that safe house. We're also praying for expansion of the day center. And thank you for this the already trained team that's ready 
to jump in and be a part of the miracle of restoration in these lives. We ask for strength, for hope, for healing, for the whole team, and a blessing. We thank you for the opportunity just to come to you even now for the needs that are presented before us. So we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And I encourage you, ladies, um, you know, consider we are, we've been praying about going back to Greece and Lord willing, we want to be there in 2022 when things open up a little bit more and we want to bring a small team and, and be hands-on and what you're doing and be a part of some of the other work there in Greece. Um, I know this is an OM partnership and you have some roots in OM as well. And there's other ministries within uh, Greece that we want to come and um, celebrate the work that's being done and in, in any small way, be a part of supporting you, your team, and the work that's happening there. Um, it's, it's, it's a joy to be Freedom Challenge and to, to be able to partner in, in small ways for the great work that you're doing. So I thank you for being here with us today, Dina. And is there any closing thoughts you'd like to leave with us before we wrap up? Thank you for uh, everything. Thank you for your uh, support and prayer and uh, presenting this to other ladies to pray. Yes. And prayers, prayer is the main thing, isn't it, Dina? We're not, yes. we need to move forward on our knees and, yes. and God is the one that moves hearts. So exactly. I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful for you and honored to partner with you in your ministry. And I am hopefully optimistic that we will be able to bring a team of women from Freedom Challenge to come and visit you in 2022. Yes, you will come. I will come. Let's pray about that. Yes. So, well, God bless you. Thank you for being with me. And ladies, until next time, let's do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.